Luke Walton Talks Lakers is presented by Big Baller Brand. LeVar spoke Lonzo to the Lakers into existence, and now we're speaking this sponsorship into existence. Big Baller Brand, stay in your lane. Big Baller Brands is not affiliated with Luke Walton Talks Lakers, nor is Luke Theodore Walton, head coach of the Los Angeles Lakers, to be conflated with Luke Francis Walton, co-host of the show and member of the band Fon. This is Luke Walton Talks Lakers. I'm Jonathan Gilley, and joining us as always from our studio in Los Angeles for today's special pre-trade deadline edition, it's Luke, Coach Walton. What up, Coach? What's good, Jonathan? I heard Kobe back there in the background adding in his bark too. Yeah, he he might have gotten bigger, but his bark is still as high-pitched and yippy as ever. Uh, he he always he's got the timing down though. he's been quiet all he knows morning he can punctuate yeah he's been quiet all morning like <laughs> literally the minute we start talking yep um he's he's a smart one um luke we're back it's good to be back it's back in the new year i uh, just want to thank all of our followers uh for tuning in and please subscribe to our pod on itunes stitcher google play music or wherever you get your pods and check out our rss if you're into that on www.lukewaltontalkslakers.com and please check us out on social media um particularly our twitter and our instagram at luke walton laker um so yeah let's let's dig into this this trade talk man we're we're about to see the flurry of uh trades and players kind of getting shifted all over the league um i'm worried for lou williams because he's too good and apparently no one wants them on their team yeah uh i also feel bad for him because i think he just really wants to stay on the clippers but i think that's yeah. unlikely well, i don't think he wants to move out of la again again why, why for would the second he year again in a row. again um, yeah, so. yeah, let's start with a little bit of in or out. So uh, first one here is with the Blake Griffin trade. So Blake Griffin getting traded to the Detroit Pistons. The Lakers are once again the best basketball team in Los Angeles, in or out. So in. Can, can we just take a moment just, just, just real quick to just laugh at the Clippers? Oh, my gosh. I'm so happy just, about just, this trade. Me too, because... because Clippers fans, for the first time in their history, were so smug. It was such a, there's just this pompous, like, we're better than you guys. We are a perpetual second round exit team. <laughs> the fact, yeah, the fact that, that the DeAndre Jordan, Blake Griffin, Chris Paul Clippers never even made it to a Western Conference Finals game makes me so happy. Makes me so happy. Because I can think of specific Clipper fans who were just like, <laughs> it's going to be not one, not two, not three. These guys are going to bring us all these championships, right? And they, mm-hmm. the funny thing was, uh, they, they never got like their, their fifth starter. That was always their problem, was they always lacked like the, um, the small forward kind of guy, like the, the, the three and D wing, whatever you want to call them, like, uh, Luke and Bamute last year was probably the best one they had, but they they never rounded out that that 
piece, right? At, at the beginning, the team had a great lineup, but then never had a bench. And then they finally developed a bench, but they were always missing a starter. Exactly. And they had Doc Rivers at the helm. So there's only so much you can do. Yeah. Now, I, I will say to to prevent maybe bad karma catching up with us, um, it makes me a little nervous that, that J- Jerry West is is at the helm. Um, there's, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of talk about whether or not he really is the one who architected this and how much influence over Balmer he has. But I mean, the guy built some of our Laker championship teams. He was of pretty course. influential in building this most recent Warriors championship team. So I'd be lying if I, if I said I wasn't a little bit nervous, but for today we're, we're the best team in LA once again. And, and I welcome it. I mean, yeah, like it's, it's weird to have the logo on the opposite side of the LA rivalry, but I welcome them getting good again because it's going to time out at a point where we're better. We've got, we've got the jump on their entire rebuild. And so now they're, they're targeting 10 to 10, maybe five to 10 years, maybe if, because if they're trying to stock up on draft picks, they're probably going to get draft picks for the next three years out of their stars. And then they'll be left with the Austin Rivers show, which will be so weird. That'll be, that's going to be one of the weirdest teams to watch on basketball. So here's a real question. Like, what do they hang up in front of our banners now? Probably just different versions of their logo. That's what I was thinking. I think it's just going to be their logo spread out over like five banners because they can't put like Lou and DeAndre and Austin Rivers and Avery Bradley because all those guys are going to be gone in another week and a half. We'll do something really stupid like I bleed red. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it'll be it'll be something like someone. I mean, one of their you know, really ill-advised logo decisions <laughs> just spread wide for all to see. Or maybe what's going to happen is that they will have no fans left because everyone that joined the Clipper fan base was a bandwagoner and a, um, I'm just going to say it, a total loser. <laughs> <laughs> so now maybe, maybe they'll, maybe they'll actually be able to smoothly transition into their new life in Seattle. Ooh. All right. You heard it here first, folks. Luke Coach Walton thinks that uh, Balmer is going to pick up the team and move it to Seattle. Um, I think it's just too sad. I think he's, he's got to move. It's like it's like it's like after a nasty breakup, he's like, I just got to get out of town. Yeah, I mean, I think it would definitely be a big change for them to go from, um, you know, the underdog, definitely not the favorite team in the city. I mean, Seattle fans really, really want the Supersonics back, you know. So I, I think it'd be mm-hmm. pretty a pretty welcome Hell, man. return. I would be I'd be welcome to just shuttering the whole Clippers organization <laughs> and renaming it the Supersonics. <laughs> Let's just kill this thing. <laughs> oh man. I'm also I'm also happy I'm also happy that uh one of the biggest douchebags in all of uh professional sports, Blake Griffin. <laughs> Get surprised after signing a long-term deal and get shipped off to Detroit. Like that is, that is just poetic. When did you hear the next day? I forget who who it was, but uh, some Olympic athlete that he went on a date with, like talked about their date and how bad of a kisser he was. <laughs> no, I didn't know that. Yeah, so he get he gets he gets the rug pulled out from under him by the Clippers, and then he takes a huge L the next day with like. <laughs> It was just a bad couple days for Definitely. him. I mean, he's forever the guy that tried to uh, force the trainer to <laughs> give him a blowjob. You remember that <laughs> clip where he pulls the guy's head in? And I'm like, that man is a douchebag. 
That is, yes. that is the only way I can describe Blake Griffin. And no, I'm not scared of him because he doesn't even live in L.A. anymore. I mean, like, it's it's hard to believe that a guy who punched a team staff member, like a team employee, a trainer, has been on that team for right. as long as he has been. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that was that was it, right? Like, that. I feel like that was the final, like, moment where the organization had to be like, yeah, we got to blow this up. Because he, he was, the, I remember. I guess, but it's been a couple years. I know, it's, I know it's been a while, but I, I feel like, I feel like they were, they were trying to see how good he would get, you know, because there's a certain level of good that any of that kind of stuff doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Boogie Cousins, what up? But he just, he just didn't live up to what he could have done this season. This was his big year to like really take on the team and have it be his, be the star. And he's just not, yeah. he's not good enough, I don't think. Well, and he, he just kept getting hurt. He just kept getting hurt. That's like there was That's a year, I think, it was, I think it was three seasons ago, where he was like a very likely MVP candidate. And he's just never reached that point again since. And it, yeah, it's, it's tricky for uh, just how, where do you fit him in, in like for his role on the court? He's such a strange kind of player yeah. with a strange set of skills. So it's like... He's not he's not the guy that you want camping on the perimeter and taking threes every possession, even though he's got a lot of bet a lot better at that. Um, so yeah, he, he had plenty of problems associated. It's it's kind of similar to like what we're dealing with Julius. It's like what exactly what role? Right. How do you uh, fit in the modern NBA? Mm-hmm. I I do think that the biggest mistake the Clippers made was not trading DeAndre Jordan two or three seasons ago, like kind of at the height of his powers. Because they could have gotten, I think, quite a haul for him from someone. Right. And I think if you had then like let Blake play a hybrid four or five and had Chris Paul and then used that trade to bring in some wings and some depth, like I, I think that actually would have been the move that I was mm-hmm. always scared they would do, and they just never did it, and they kept letting him chuck up free throws. Uh, do you think that at this point, because they're they're clearly giving away everybody, that DeAndre Jordan could be obtained for a really low? price like do you think somebody like the Cavs or even the Lakers would swoop in and try to get somebody like that even though considering his contract so I I do think that uh I do think that DeAndre Jordan is acquirable um mm-hmm. he only has two years left on his deal um 22 million a That's year mm-hmm. I still I mean I still think they're Making gonna want I, I still think they're year. gonna want some some something pretty substantial for him but I think right now they're mm-hmm. in kind of the same mode we are, which is like keep yeah. things off your books, acquire picks, uh, expiring contracts and players on rookie contracts. Um, mm-hmm. We have some of those things. So, you know, if, if we decide that uh, it's worth it to bring him in uh, for, for a couple of years, if we think that he could be, you know, another piece in our rebuild, then I think it's possible. And I actually have a couple potential trades for him later, but uh, that we'll talk about later, but I think it's possible. But I don't. I don't necessarily know if if we want to give up much for him, given like we literally just spent a few minutes talking about his shortcomings and why I, we thought the Clippers should have traded him. Oh, I, I certainly don't want to give up very much, and I, and I'm still I'm still hopeful that we could find some inside presence from someone like Boogie, uh, especially considering that after this injury, there is the potential that you know there might be less teams knocking on his door. We'll see. Yeah. All right, so back to in or out. That was an awesome digression, though. Um, so Tyree Kill is on the trade block. Uh, the Grizzlies are, are reportedly not going to let him play 
between now and the trade deadline to make sure that he doesn't get injured. Um, the Lakers are, are really, the, yeah, the Lakers are not one of the teams reportedly pursuing him. They're one of the only teams not reportedly pursuing him. Um, you know, he's on an expiring deal. Are you, are you in or are you out on the Lakers not pursuing him? Oh, I'm sorry. I said Tyreek Hill. I meant to say Tyreek Evans. My apologies. Back on that. Tyreek, Tyreek Evans. And I don't really know. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I don't know. I think with what the Grizzlies are going to ask for, taking on an expiring like him, I don't know if that's really what we want to do. Um, it certainly would help from three. He's on like a nice deal, yeah. but I, I mean, I think he probably wants to go somewhere where he's got right. um, a shot this season to do. Yeah. I mean, this he's having like the best season of his career right now, basically. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I think I'm. I think I'm fine with the Lakers standing pat mm-hmm. on him. Yeah, I, I think. I think so. Uh, let's see what's next. Lakers should trade for Kevin Love. Nah, in or out? Out. You're out. I, I have. I want to kind of like want to say weird, anything else about that. I kind of have a weird bias. I don't know what it is. I it might it might be that uh, the fact that he's been playing he went to UCLA. Yeah, that's part of it. <laughs> he's been playing sidekick for so long. Um, you know, like if it, out of anybody that's like a sidekick role that could explode and be a star player. Um, I don't know if that's Kevin Love right now. Um, I ideally, um, <clears throat> would, I don't know, just want to look at somebody that would be more, um, ferocious. <laughs> Like, I think that this team needs, like, <laughs> badass. And I don't know if Kevin Love is the one that fits that role. Um, and, I, I, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I I think, well, the, my first thought is, if you're trying to recruit LeBron James this summer, the way to do it is not by acquiring we Kevin Love. We need Tyrone Lue. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I do think that Kevin Love has gotten a bad of course Rep yes. since he's joined the Cavs, and he's he's actually been the Cavs' second best and at times best player this season no, cer- um, certainly this season this hand is, injury he's been looking a lot better this season because his usage is up um and he has more opportunity yeah. out there but at the same time and they've never they've never run plays for him the way that plays were run for him in that's, minnesota that's very so true. like i do think that some of this is unfair i do think i do still think he's a really good player but i kind of agree with you i i don't think i want him to be the first superstar right you know Uh i i don't know it just doesn't have the teeth that i think we need um okay next in or out uh the lakers should be willing to include brandon ingram kyle kuzma or lonzo ball in a trade for Kawhi leonard in i mean Kawhi's insane He's yeah. he's quietly he's yeah. quietly if he was if he was on the Lakers he would be an MVP. He'd be an MVP. Yeah, yeah, no question. So, uh, so here, okay, let me take it a step further. Mm-hmm. The Lakers should give up two of the three Ooh. of Ingram, Kuzma, or Ball in a trade for Kawhi Leonard. Man, I feel like we would have to know that that would snowball. Like, you know, like I feel like we would have to know if we were trading for Kawhi, that would be the thing we would need to get. LeBron or like 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 if if that was the case and I think it might be um but that'd be pretty enticing would, I think to one I of those mean, guys yeah, right like Leonard. to say like hey come come play with Lonzo and Kawhi right. Leonard we've already got Kawhi we've got a rising point guard or come play with you know I 
I think we'd probably have to, to hold on to Lonzo. I think he's probably the one we can't give up just because we need a point yeah, guard. Of course. And he's our only decent point guard. And, um, and he's tall. Looking, and he I, I don't see that many available no. that we would that, that would be a good replacement. A tall one. Like I, I think yeah. that I think that having a tall point guard in today's league is going to be really important, and I, I think that that's going to be part of the reason why um, Isaiah Thomas might not have another season quite like the one that he had last year, where it's it, it, yeah. Well, he really relied on a lot of athleticism, yeah, it, and unfortunately, that is evading well, him. That, right that's now. also one of the things about point guards is the shorter ones are good earlier; the taller ones are better later. Yeah. Usually takes longer time for a tall point guard to develop. And a lot of people were saying the same thing about D'Angelo Russell, but I think it's more apt to talk about that with Lonzo. Um, Once he, once he gets a little bit more used to his size, fills out a little bit more and is able to drive the lane and finish at the rim with both hands. I mean, the guy is going to be a really deadly piece. So yeah, he would be the one that I'd probably want to hold on to at all costs. I feel dirty talking about like Ingram or Kuz, like leaving the team because those are, but but for for Kawhi, Kawhi, I understand it. Cause those are those two guys like right now are like, two of my favorite basketball players. But yeah, for Kawhi Leonard, I understand right. you would probably be willing to trade the farm because he's just that good. I, and he he would change right. everything. Right, he's a he's a two-time defensive player of the year MVP candidate. Like he changes your who, who, your franchise's who can outlook. Hit the game-winning shot and is a yeah. total professional and would change the entire locker room. Um would be yeah. able to settle down a team in the fourth quarter when we always choke. But yeah, I mean the the he alone yeah. like just adding him we'd win 10 more games so yeah i i think that it'd okay. be worth it we're on the same page there um all right last one uh in or out randall will get a mid-level contract this this yeah. offseason which is about nine nine mil per year his max uh i believe is 18 i think it's gonna be 12 to 15 i i, I think that nine mil for his potential is going to be too low unfortunately i think that's what he's worth right now with his current level of skill and variability in terms of like how good he is night to night you know if he was really consistent then yeah he'd be like a max level player um but kind of where yeah. he's at yeah he looks like a mid-level player totally um but yeah i think because of yeah. his age yeah. he's going to get more money yeah sorry his max is 24 million not, yeah, not 18 he's um, 12 to 15 yeah i i was talking i was talking to to friend of the pod alex manessis yesterday about randall um he's with you he thinks he thinks kind of that 12 to 15 range but he pointed out that there's not a ton of money to go around this offseason um you know there there isn't a a cap spike or anything like that um so i mean you know certainly there there might be teams available but uh yeah, I, I think it's. I think you're right. I think it's more than the mid level, but probably not much more. I don't know if he's going to really get what he wants this summer. Let me let me ask you which this: which could work in our favor. Do you think that Randall will be looking for a long term deal or something more in the one to two year range? He strikes me as the KCP kind of guy, the person who's like, "You're not giving me what I'm worth. Fine, I'm going to bet on myself. Work out really hard this summer." take a one-year deal with a player option and then try to go after a max con. Like he strikes me as that mm-hmm. kind of mentality of player. Mm-hmm. Me too. Me too. Which yeah. could work out beneficially for us because that might give us another season to try him out, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm really not opposed to, to keeping Randall. Oh, I think we'll talk about absolutely. that in a little bit, but um, cool. So uh, let's move on. We're just, we're just going to talk about some, uh, we just going to talk mm-hmm. about, 
we're going to talk about uh, some some trade rumors and some takes that we have. Um, so I guess before we do that, I want to hear from you. What do you think are their prior are the Lakers' priorities prior to the trade deadline? And and just for everyone listening, in case they don't know, trade deadline <clears throat> um, is uh, February eighth at noon Pacific time. Um, I think our priorities for trade deadline are going to be more future oriented. I, I don't I don't know if it's going to be necessarily coming in terms of an elite player. It might be a bench option, three-point shooter, uh, but I think that we're going to make the bigger splash or at least attempt to make the bigger splash in the offseason. Um, but yeah, I, I, and I, I think that since we don't have a first-round pick this year, that is probably something that the front office is targeting to try to get somebody that we can pull in and audition because the uh, draft class looks really good, um, particularly the lottery picks look pretty insane this yeah. year. Um, and I, I don't know if we have the pieces to get a lottery pick out of somebody, um, cause they're always overvalued, but I do see us trading somebody to try to get in that 20 ish pick somewhere in there. Uh, and I do think that we have the, the pieces to make that happen, particularly with our expiring contracts. Yeah, I agree. I, I totally agree. I mean, I think the priorities are, are, um, guys on expiring contracts, guys on rookie contracts, and draft picks, yeah. like I think, those are the the things we're interested in. Totally, uh, unless we can trade for a superstar. But I agree, I don't necessarily think we have the assets to make. I mean, yeah. I, I do think that there are ways it could work, but I don't know how likely it is that that the other teams would actually go for well, it. And the superstar that I thought we might be trading for was Boogie Cousins. Like he he was the one that was like, right. I could see us pulling together a package and trying to get him this off season and integrating him and wooing him and then signing him. But now that he's hurt, that kind of goes out the window. So um, I, I could see the thunder trying to unload Paul George, but I, they're playing, you know, decently. So I think yeah, they're, they're not, not, they're not they're going to want to try him out through the playoffs. So, yeah, I mean, I think on the DeMarcus thing, I mean, we could still trade for him. I, I think it'd kind of be a bad look by the Pelicans mm-hmm. to do that. Um, you know, they're trying to balance how do they keep Anthony Davis. And I think there's one argument to be made that by trading him and trying to acquire some pieces to help him win, they're showing him that they're, they're you know, dedicated to him. The other argument to be made is that by trading away DeMarcus Cousins, they're showing him, now nah, we're not really going to do what's best, right? Instead of keeping him, trying to yes. resign him. Plus, like you said, he'd be hurt. So we would have, we really wouldn't have a lot of... Uh, you know, cachet to try to woo him over, mm-hmm. you know, really we just have to be like, do you like our practice facility you've been recovering yeah, in? Exactly. This could be your home. Yeah. These could, that's kind of, these it. could be your trainers you know? every time you're injured. Right. Right. Um, but I do have a way that it could happen uh, up, up ahead. So, um, okay. So a couple, a couple of rumors that have been going around. Um, there's a rumor uh, Ramona Shelburne was talking about the last couple of days, basically saying that that first round picks have been offered for for combos of Randall and or Clarkson, um, and the Lakers haven't haven't taken those. Um, I guess what what are your thoughts on that? Any any thoughts on like maybe what more they would want or? I think that it's important to look at where these guys were drafted in considering what kind of picks we're getting out of them. Um, Because if 
if like we look at somebody like Clarkson and we end up getting a first round pick and getting a really serviceable player, but particularly like a sharpshooter, somebody that can space the floor. You know, we we really need somebody that can they can live on the baseline and get the the pass when Kuzma penetrates, you know, or or Randall penetrates. Like yeah. the guys that collapse the lane, that corner shot is always open. We just don't have anybody that can knock it down. And so if we were right. able to trade like Clarkson for for like a late first rounder, that would make sense because, you know, he was a early second rounder. So it's like, okay, yeah, he, he ended up playing well. In, well, who we bought for yeah, cash. Yeah, we bought for cash. So we, we would have turned cash into a first yeah. round pick. Totally makes sense. Um, yeah. Randall, on the other hand, yeah. taking the number seven pick and converting that into, a, you know, maybe top 20, top 15 pick at the best. Um uh, that that just feels like okay. So we put in all that time and money to developing him and drafting him and playing him, and then you just don't really get anything at the end of the day that that even matches your upfront investment. And so that that's kind of what's the most frustrating about him, particularly since he's good and he's like one of the only players on our team that can actually bully inside and get rebounds. So I mean, with that in mind, I can I, I see why the Lakers wouldn't want to trade both for a first round pick, and I see why they wouldn't want to trade Randall for a first round pick. But I, Clarkson, particularly with his salary cap issues, um, he'd, he'd free up a lot of money for us. Um, I, it makes sense, as, as much as that sucks to say, but it kind of makes sense. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I think if we're gonna get the if we're gonna get a late first or first round pick for Randall, there's got to be something else. There's got to be some other cap relief for mm-hmm. us, right? They've got to be willing to take on a contract or give us a young player on a rookie exactly. deal or something like that, that is worth our time. Um, let's see. So there have been some sort of renewed talks about this Mavericks being really interested in Julius mm-hmm. Randle mm-hmm. thing. Um, Mavericks have a lot of draft picks. They've got all their first round picks still for the next few years. Uh, I mean, what do you think about a straight up Randall for Nerlens and a and a first like a next year's first. If it was or... next year's first because the Mavericks are bad, so <laughs> it, it would put us in contention to get almost anybody in the draft if the lottery balls you know fall yeah. our way. I mean, it would be protected. It would right. be protected yeah, for, for sure. sure. It would be like top, top five, five protected. protected or something. You know, I think I go for it because you know if, if you if we got the number six pick, that's, there's going to be a really good player available at that time, and then you would like like going ba- based on just that. Uh, algebra that we were talking about earlier we would be translating a seventh round or a, a, a number seven pick into a lottery pick plus a good serviceable player that fills a bit of the role that Julius already plays on this team um, and added uh, defense I mean yeah I know I know Randall has been playing better interior defense this year um, but in terms of like mid-range defense perimeter defense I think that um, Noel would be uh, somewhat of an improvement obviously not the most ideal wing on the outside it's not like it would be getting kevin durant or something like that but yeah. um he'd at least would be able to to make it so that we don't just start losing games on mass <laughs> after the trade deadline yeah yeah i mean his thumb injury is a bit of a bummer but all oh, right um, thumb injury for would you but 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 here's my question would you take nerlens for randall and some cap relief so like nerlens for Randall and dang. Clarkson, or, or well, dang, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if anyone's gonna be willing to, Is that, to take dang. That would but be like, a slam dunk. It's like, yeah, okay, yes, all right, yeah, take yes, dang. yes. <laughs> so yeah, um, maybe, maybe. I guess what it's yeah. 
I was gonna say what it seems like is that like the, the Mavericks are the only team I consistently hear mm-hmm. that is like really interested in pursuing mm-hmm. Randall. Because I think everywhere else we've maybe lost a little bit of leverage because yeah. everyone knows we're trying to dump all this money mm-hmm. and uh, we're trying to get value out of an expiring Randall contract that. And, you know, the impression, I think, is that he's not going to re-sign with us. So I think there are some teams, like, saying, we're just going to bide our time. Why would we give up assets or take on mm-hmm. debt, or not debt, but take on contracts if we can just sign this guy in a couple well, of months? Well, uh, but I'm pretty sure we're able to match any offer. We are, but do we right. want to yeah, do fair. that is the right. question. Right. And, and I think the impression that we've given the league is that we're not willing mm-hmm. to, to pay him Yeah. What do you What do you think lot, he's worth? If anything. Yeah. Um, the Mavs do have a lot of draft picks, though, so I'm not mad about the Lakers having conversations mm-hmm. with them because if we can steal some of those picks, like you said, they're bad. They'll be really high picks. Yeah. They'll have protections, mm-hmm. but and still. I, but also that that option doesn't go away if we re-sign Randall at the end of the season. You know, like there's mm-hmm. there's always the potential that we lock him up in 2018, send him over during that season, and then we're open up in the 2019 free agency class to pick somebody else up. Yeah, so uh, this transitions really nicely into our next topic of conversation, which is, should the Lakers just be patient and wait for the 2019 free agent class? So to give some context, and then I want to hear what you think about this. Um, We only have $52 million uh, in salary under contract for the 2019-20 season. Um, $32 million of that is Clarkson and Deng. The rest of it, the other $20 million... Uh, our team options on Kuzma, Ball, Ingram, and Hart. And uh, so we've got a lot of a lot of cap space, a lot of money to play with. And the free agent class, let me just run through this list real quick. Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, Carl Anthony Towns, Christoph Porzingis, Devin Booker, Jimmy Butler has a player option, Kawhi Leonard has a player option, Kevin Love has a player option, Marcus Saul has a player option, and Hassan Whiteside has a player option. What do you think about just being patient, not giving away too much, maybe trying to get someone this mm-hmm. summer, but really focusing on the next year? I, I, I think it makes a lot of sense, particularly uh, since we just we shouldn't force anything at this point. We're so close to having a successful rebuild. We shouldn't screw it up right now. It's like red zone. We're, we're so close. Um, and there, there are some intriguing options in there because – when the Warriors are faced with signing KD and Clay at the same time, guess who's going to be getting all the meetings? You know, it, it's yeah. going to be the finals. M- he's probably the finals MVP again this year. I mean, so he's, he's presumably back-to-back finals yeah. MVP, Kevin Durant. It's like, yeah, he's going to get the money. He's going to get the attention. I could see Clay getting frustrated, and he's totally a guy that hasn't gotten the usage that he deserves. He has every potential, like we were talking about Kevin Love. I think that Clay is a far better version in terms of like the guy that's been playing sidekick for a while that wants to potentially step yeah. into the limelight. Yeah. And it, it'd be such a, a perfect marriage because of his dad, you know, and the, the history with Michael Thompson and the Lakers, uh, the, how his, you know, his brother playing in the farm team and occasionally on the Dodgers. Like it would make sense for the whole family to refocus in LA. Clay could be a star, have his, uh, you know, face on billboards and whatnot and, and have the potential to go get that, that statue out front of Staples Center. Like, that, it makes <laughs> sense, man. It makes sense to me, uh, particularly if the Warriors screw themselves um, with, you know, giving too much attention to Kevin Durant, which is entirely possible. 
Yeah, I mean, Kevin Durant took a pay cut so that Steph could take it, could get his max. There's no way KD's not getting his max deal. So to me, the options are really they give KD the max, he remains a warrior, and and someone else leaves, whether it's Draymond or Clay, right? Like they can't. I don't think there's a way to pay Just all that of them. Question to them, they would pick Draymond. They'd let they'd let Clay go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they would keep Dray. Um, and or the other option is like they don't offer Kevin Durant a max deal, and then he says, "Screw you guys, I'm going to go become a free yeah. agent." Oh my god, I know. Off to Detroit, you know. Hey, I mean, the the the, the rumor was that uh, that their owner didn't want to give uh, Curry the max. It's so crazy, and that KD and Steve Kerr basically like, and and Bob Myers like just shook him into submission, and we're like, no, 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 we have to pay this guy. Yeah. So it wouldn't surprise me to see them do something stupid. I know they got they got used to having Kevin Durant. I mean, they get used to having Steph Curry for no money with that with that uh, yeah. first contract after his rookie uh, contract, just bottom barrel. You know, he got him for like, what, like $12 million a year or something right. crazy. Yeah, no team has ever been so fortunate to have a player twist an ankle. This is true. That's so true. That's, that, that really, that you know, was such a key part of setting up this dynasty was his ankle injuries. And that's so bizarre to me, but yeah. it's totally, totally true. Yeah, it wouldn't have been possible without that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think... What comes to what what I think about also is <clears throat> that the Clarks and the and the Den contracts I think will be a lot easier to trade next season. Right. Yeah. Uh, especially especially Den because right now with each passing season it's a lot easier to take on because you're not like well I got three more years of this shit. Right. Ex- exactly. And and the Clarkson contract will just have one more mm-hmm. year on it. So uh, yeah, I mean I think. Um, or I guess, sorry, two more, two more years on it. Either, both of them would have two, but either way, they're they become much, much, much less burdensome. Mm-hmm. Particularly um, if they're looking at their their rebuild being three to five seasons, which is generally what it has to be. Now it's like, who who's able to rebuild in two years unless you get back to back draft picks and you somehow another Joel Embiid shows up or something, you know? Like, right? Yeah, yeah, and and I think the other thing is, I think if if we bring in. Like I, I, I don't actually think this is going to happen. But if we bring in LeBron and Paul George, there is so much pressure on ball on Lonzo and on Ingram and Kuzma, like on all of our guys, to be a championship contending team next year. Yeah, you know, and and two of those two of those guys like just turned twenty one. Right. Like they're these are they're still kids, you know, and and I I almost think what might be better for them and for their development is another season before like the limelight really hits them and before the pressure really gets turned Particularly up. Particularly Ingram. Um, Cause he's, he's got all the potential in the world, but yeah, he's got to, um, he's got to get consistent and more confident and it's growing. It's clearly like he has some games where he starts, you know, getting in his groove and he's a, he could be a 30 point per game kind of player, not every game, but, um, but yeah, it's, it, it's totally true. These, they, they do seem like they need some more time to kind of suss it out. But at the same time, um, what Kobe was saying about coming in during his, uh, rookie season, his first few years is that he came into a culture and then they got Shaquille O'Neal and it was like, all of a sudden he's like, okay, I got to develop right now. There's no other time. Yeah. It's like, we're a real team. I can't just kind of mess around. That's true. That's fair. And that, 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 That's fair. Sometimes it can be a good force. And it, and it might it might end up uh, reinforcing kind of bad habits if you're consistently on a team that just loses. You know, like I I, I kind of see yeah. a little bit of that in Devin Booker. Like 
the dude yeah. is an amazing offensive force, but he's on such a bad team and he is so the guy that sometimes he just totally slacks off on defense. Sometimes he doesn't seem like a team player at all. And like those kind yeah. of habits could end up really hurting his potential long-term. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely agree with you there um, on, you know, not wanting to create like a culture yeah. of losing. You made an interesting point about Ingram that I just wanted to go back to really quick, which is you said, you know, sometimes he gets in his groove and, and I think that's exactly it. He, his games, uh, his, the games where he plays well are the games when he is in rhythm yeah. and he gets a shot like within the rhythm of the offense he still cannot just create out of nothing, right? Like, like Kevin Durant is a guy who, when everything else is falling apart, can can put the team on his back and say, like, hold, hold on, guys, I'll, let me get us back into this, right? right? And and obviously, you know, we all hope that Ingram becomes Durant, but I think that's the 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 next step he needs mm-hmm. to take, right? Is when is when he's not in rhythm or when someone is injured on the team and he's not getting his ball. Uh, getting the ball in the normal spots or within the normal rhythm that he gets that he that he likes it can he still make shots can he still be an effective score right now the answer to that is no um he's he's not doing that but i there's no reason he couldn't be but you know he just needs totally. time and i and i think that one of the things that will really help him out since he's since he's more of a uh uh in, interior player than i realized he was in college um like he's he it really seems like his bread and butter is driving to the rim, which is really not what I expected with him. Um, yeah. I'm glad that he's developing that because, I mean, like, what a perfect fundamental skill to have. Um, but he, I think he yeah. needs some more spacing around him because um, he's a good passer. He's, he's a good heads-up guy that really has a good feel for where guys are on the court. And so if, if he's got some knockdown three-point shooters around him, um, he, he could potentially see his whole game open up. Um, and I, I think that that's part of what uh, Kevin Durant has got on the Warriors too, is that he is able to create from nothing because th- his, the other men aren't really able to to double team him because now they're sagging off Clay or right, Steph or right. you know, and it's easy open three that's going in. Right, right, and those guys even when the even when the offense isn't playing well, those guys in general will still hit yeah, exactly. those shots. Exactly. If you if yeah. if, if you got yeah. a defender that's two feet away from him, that's a wide open shot to them. So. Yeah, you, you can you can yeah. only sag so much. And so Kevin Durant has got a lot more room to navigate, whereas uh, I see it so often when teams play the Lakers, they just crowd the lane because that's where we score our points. We, yeah, they understand that we're totally a, a paint-oriented exactly. team, that, which is really so weird. weird. That's, I don't think that's like what we thought this no. team would be, um, especially given how young and like how kind of meek a lot of our players right. are i know and and, and it, 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 but, it that's why we're so bad at half court offense and why we're so good at transition offense is that you know we live by the layup which you know which is really, really bizarre, bizarre. But, it's good that we have that fundamental it's good that we're developing that but god somebody's somebody's got to get good at consistently hitting open three-pointers like shooting geez. the basketball yeah Hey, well, all I can say is thank God we didn't draft Markel Fultz. I know. I know. That would have been. We would be so bad. I mean, now there's, you know, we don't know why his shot is so jacked up. It, it there, One of the stories is that it's because like a shooting coach at like in Philadelphia messed up his shot. So maybe that wouldn't have happened. How, how, but man, can you believe how, you let, how bad we would be? If, how do you let that happen? If, if we had him sitting on our bench, not able to shoot oh, no, things. It, I can't. I can't even imagine. Or how bad we would be if we didn't draft Kuzma. 
Like, yeah, that's the real one. Like we would be Could you awful. imagine didn't draft Kuzma so and we awful. got Fultz instead of Ball? <laughs> worst team in the league? Do you think we'd be the worst team in the league? We'd be the worst team in the league. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, because we'd be starting like our our backcourt would be Tyler Ennis and Alex Caruso. <laughs> you know, and like Zubat should be playing a lot more. <laughs> and we'd probably be playing uh we'd probably be playing Dang. Yeah, probably play Dang. Probably Thank playing God Dang. That didn't happen at least. Um seriously um so let's let's now turn our eyes to some some prognostication so um i've come up with a list of players that that i think are uh that i think are sort of on the trading on the trading Mm -hmm. block that are you know potentially players we could trade for um i went through and i i came up with some trades that would work by the numbers right by the salaries and i i tried to make sure there was some a little bit of sense behind them um I am not advocating for these trades. I want to make that very clear. I'm not advocating for these trades. I'm just saying that they would work, and I want to get your take sure. on them to try to see if we can start to put together what the Lakers maybe could pull off uh, to get a like a star player um, if they wanted to. So uh, the first one I want to start with is Kevin Love. Um, I could not find a trade that made sense for the Cavs. Mm-hmm to trade Kevin Love to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. I, I did everything I could. I involved as many teams as I could. We just don't have anything in my eyes that helps them contend for a championship this season. No, I agree. Um, I agree. The only, the only piece is Lonzo. Maybe. Yeah, and the other problem is that, like, because our best assets are on rookie contracts, mm-hmm. we have to give up something else. Yeah, we have to give to up. The, to make the money um, work. KCP or yeah. Brooke to make the numbers work. And I don't, you know, I mean, maybe they'd be happy with KCP, but like if we're trading KCP and Lonzo Ball or KCP and Kyle Kuzma for Kevin Love, uh, and then we're not going to get LeBron because we have Kevin uh, Love. Like I just, it, it no, just doesn't, yeah. it just Absolutely. doesn't work. Um, so yeah, I couldn't find anything for Love. Um, next up was Paul George. So here's, here's the trade. I want you to tell sure. me if you think they should do it. And there's also like a pick in here. So uh, Lakers receive Paul George, Thunder receive Jordan Clarkson, Julius Randle, and one of Josh Hart, Larry Nance, or Kyle Kuzma. So one of those three. So Jordan uh, Clarkson, Randle, and one of Nance, Kuzma, or Hart. And the Lakers 2018 second round pick. What do you think about that? Uh, that's a lot to give up. Um, but I could see it working favorably for both sides if it was Hart or Nance. Um, and I could see Nance really fitting in well with the Thunder. Um, with his style of play, I could see him like really excel, um, getting fed the ball by Russell Westbrook, somebody that's drawing multiple defenders. Yeah, Nance would have insane highlight dunks. But that's also part of the reason why I want to yeah. hold on to Nance is because I want to see what he looks like, man, when he's got some open floor. I, I know. Me too, me too. Plus, I think that because he's on such a, a cheap contract yeah. right now, he's someone worth hanging on to because we still I need know. players to play with <laughs> exactly. superstars, you know? Exactly. Um, and, he's, and he, he really, like... All three of those guys, Hart, Nance, and Kuzma, are all guys that like you want on your team. Like they're good heads up players that are very coachable yeah. and do their best and like have dynamic ability. Um so yeah, I Yeah. I for Paul George, I get it. I get it. Um but yeah, that would be a lot to give yeah. up for somebody, particularly that might just, you know, 
come to our door. Yeah. Might just leave. I think I would only do it uh, if it were Clarkson, Randall, and Hart. Yeah. I would do that too. I don't think I would do it for Nancy Cruz. I think that would make sense. Yeah. Um, okay. Any other thoughts on Paul George? Um, just mostly, I don't think they're going to trade him. Um, I think, yeah, I think if I they were going to trade him, they, you know, they'd have to be out of playoff contention or something weird. Kind of like where the Clippers are at. Where, Yeah. I think Carmelo would need to be playing better for them to be willing too, to trade that him. Too. Absolutely. Right. They, they'd need to feel really comfortable that Carmelo could step in and really be their, you know, their number two scorer behind Westbrook. And I just don't think, and, and, and be a serviceable defender. And I don't think that they're comfortable mm-hmm. with that. Particularly the latter, this whole serviceable defender yeah. part. <laughs> I mean, what was funny was that by trading away Cantor, they actually got better defensively mm-hmm. yeah. by bringing in Carmelo, which is hilarious, hilarious, right? That tells you how bad of a defender <laughs> Cantor is. But um, okay. So next up, uh, we talked about him a little bit, but DeMarcus mm-hmm. Cousins. So, um, what I put together for this one that worked, I don't know if they would go right. for it though, uh, is Lakers received DeMarcus Cousins and then the Pelicans received Brooke Lopez, Lakers 2018 second round pick and Lakers 2020 first round pick. I mean, I would do that in a heartbeat. Absolutely. But I agree with you. I don't know if that's enough for them to like, especially like you were saying to pitch to Anthony Davis, like, look at what we got. Like, you know, some picks yeah. and Brooke Lopez. <laughs> I mean, the, they they were almost they almost did a trade, which uh-huh. was Miritich and a Bulls first and second round pick for Osik, okay. but not yeah, for right. Cousins, right? So, like, I I think that shows that they're not willing to give him up. But I mean, this works by the numbers. I just don't think they yeah. ever do it. But my thought was like, they need someone to step in for Demarcus. Brook can hit threes. Yeah. And I- Demarcus doesn't really play that great a defense anyway, so. Brooke coming in doesn't hurt. It depends them. on their goals as well. Like if if the Pelicans are really looking at like, okay, we're not we're not really going to be a contender for at least three more years, and like if if they're in that mindset, then it kind of makes sense. It's like okay, twenty twenty first round pick. Who knows how good the Lakers will be at that point? But maybe from their perspective, they'll still be bad. And I I could see them being like, okay, you know, we're we're rebuilding for the next three years. Might as well start picking up as many draft picks as we can get. Um, but yeah, I think they could get a better package somewhere else. I agree. I mean, the, my thought was like, if they knew that DeMarcus was going to yeah, leave, totally. if he had told them, Hey, I'm right. out of here, then getting another center on an expiring contract who can kind mm-hmm. of fill in for this year, just to keep Davis happy. Wouldn't be a bad idea, but I, I agree. I don't, I don't think they but trade to, him for devil's advocate. Um, I do think but, I overestimate how valuable DeMarcus cousins contract is because of he got traded for not nearly enough uh, coming out of Sacramento, you know, like, like Buddy Heald. Like, yeah, Demarcus Cousins is clearly better than Buddy Heald. Not, not to hate on Buddy, I like him a lot. But and pick and picks that turned into picks that turned into like, right? Kind of like they they drafted super injured player. I don't know. They had a chance to get. They had a chance to draft uh, Malik Monk, and um, they didn't take it. And I think that was really? dumb. But. Shooters are always valuable. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh, let's see. Oh, we got some DeAndre. I might, I might be wrong about that. They may have taken Malik Monk. There was someone else that they should have taken that they didn't. Um, okay, so this next one, I think this player will actually be traded. So I've got two two potential trades for this Monk's player. Monk's on the Hornets. Talking about DeAndre Jordan. So the first one, 
Uh, and I think I prefer the second one, actually, of my two. But first one is Lakers receive DeAndre Jordan from the Clippers. The Clippers receive Brooke Lopez, Josh Hart, Lakers 2018 second round pick, and Lakers 2020 first round pick. Yeah, I could see that. It makes sense logically. I could see both sides benefiting from it. Um, and cl- yeah, they get they get a young right. Josh Hart who's uh, you know got high upside and picks yeah. and an expiring and that, that's probably the best deal they can get right now unless they're um, looking to give up something more long term just because everyone kind of knows where they're at now. Um, like DeAndre Jordan's trade value probably just dropped a few notches after that Blake Griffin trade. So, um, yeah, yeah, I could see that working out beneficially for both sides. Uh, of course, that that would impede our ability to get somebody like Cousins, but at the same time, who knows if that's possible, and we very much will need an inside presence for this team, especially if we're playing fast, if we're doing the whole, like, you know, shooting six seconds and, like, uh, you know, have as much transition offense as possible. You need somebody in the center getting blocks and outlet passes and rebounds. And if we lose, if we lose Randall... It's like we're really going to need somebody that can muscle inside, and DeAndre Jordan can still do that for sure. Like he's clearly not yep. quite yep. the player that he was hyped up to be, uh, but he still is an amazing uh, center defensively. And even though his free throw shooting is terrible, uh, we're already bad at that. So you know, who cares? Let's just miss a dozen yeah. more a game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. So I actually like my second sure, DeAndre let's, let's trade, Jordan one. trade let's a little better. One. So DeAndre Jordan trade number two. This is, I think, the one I Great. prefer. Uh, Lakers receive DeAndre Jordan from the Clippers mm-hmm. and Wayne Ellington, who's an expiring Welcome contract back. from the Miami Heat. Yeah. Welcome back, Wayne. Byron's <laughs> um, fave. The Clippers receive Brooke Lopez and Josh Hart from the mm-hmm. Lakers and Justice Winslow oh, from right. the Heat. All right, I see that. Uh, he's got two years but left hey, on his deal. And the Heat received Julius Randle from the Lakers and Lou Williams from the Clippers. Yeah. So the Lakers get DeAndre Jordan and an expiring contract for Wayne Ellington. Um, we also get, uh, we also get, you know, get to trade Julius Randle off. Um, the Clippers get to. Uh, the Clippers. The Clippers get to also get rid of Lou Williams. And he, like, I think get much better. They get Julius Randle and yeah. Lou Williams. Now, I don't actually know if this trade is very good uh-huh. for the Lakers. Yeah, the Heat, the Heat um, seem give to up benefit a, the most out of this. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I th- I think that, they, well, I think the Heat and the Clippers would both do this deal in yeah. a heartbeat. I don't know if it's good enough for the Lakers, but you could say that DeAndre Jordan could be a really important building piece for mm-hmm. us and we'd free up some cap space. So. You know what? You know what I'd like? Um, if, we, if you just swapped Randle's name for Jordan Clarkson. But then again, getting Jordan Clarkson and Lou Williams in a package is like just getting yeah. two of the same player. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's what I was thinking yeah. there too. Cool. Um, okay, let's see a couple more of these. Um, CJ McCollum. So uh, here's what I have: Lakers receive CJ McCollum from the Trailblazers. Mm-hmm. The Trailblazers receive Jordan Clarkson from the Lakers and Avery Bradley from the Clippers. And the Clippers receive Corey Brewer. And the Lakers' 2020 first-round cool. pick. I like that deal, and I love CJ McCollum. So man. I love his playing. So yeah, yeah, me me too. So we get uh, a a you know almost all-star right. caliber shooting guard. I think he could be on the mm-hmm. right team. 
Um, and we get cap relief from Clarkson and we give up a pick and Brewer to make the numbers work. And the Trailblazers get Avery Bradley and Jordan Clarkson. So they get a potential sixth man and they get a starting shooting guard um, and, and really good defender. Right. And the Trailblazers are in an interesting spot um, in terms of like their potential because they, they're pretty locked up cap-wise. They've paid their guys. And so they're, they're, the squad that they're rolling with is like clearly not good enough to go the distance. So they need to start making moves yeah. like this um, to see what combination might be able to get them back into like full-blown contention. Um, Cause like, you don't want to yeah. waste the time that you got with Dame. Like Damian Lillard is like clearly a guy that can go head to head with you know, Steph Curry. Like, so. Yeah. And, and, and Lillard and Bradley sounds like a pretty yeah, nice backcourt to me. Me too. Me too. And then you get, like I said, a great score off the bench. And then the Clippers out of this, um, they get, uh, they, they get something for Avery Bradley, right? So he's an expiring uh-huh. contract. They get a first round pick out of Avery yeah. Bradley and they get Brewer for the they I get know. Brewer they for totally the year. would go for that. Totally would go for that. I think this is probably my favorite of the trades I've, yeah, I've put I, together. I, I like that too. <laughs> yeah, I would, oh man, that'd be so nice to have CJ McCollum. Particularly since uh KCP's probably not sticking around next year. Um so we, we clearly yeah. have a need at the shooting guard spot and to be able to have a guy that can actually space the floor and um go to in crunch time, and he would also be a guy that um really could help attract another free agent. Just like, look, we're a real basketball team. <laughs> you know, we're not, we're not yeah, a yeah. college team here. The Lakers are legit. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think he's someone that, 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 that they should really consider. Yeah. Um, kind of under the radar guy. Um, okay. Two more. This one we already kind of talked about, but Nerlens Noel. Mm-hmm. So Lakers received Nerlens from the Mavericks uh, plus, and then if you, okay. So there's kind of two versions sure. of this one as well. There's a straight up Nerlens for Randall mm-hmm. trade. The other option that I thought of would be basically just throwing a bunch of other people. So Lakers received Nerlens, Devin Harris, and Seth mm-hmm. Curry, and the Mavericks received Julius Randall and Jordan Clarkson. So basically, the deal here is like we get kind of like a half season flyer on Nerlens, Devin Harris, and Seth Curry in return for uh, taking on the Julius uh, Jordan Clarkson contract. Yeah. And they get a player that they're interested in, yeah. in Randall. Yeah. It'd be really silly to have Seth Curry. But and yeah, I, 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 I'm with you. <laughs> I understand. I just don't, um, I, yeah, the biggest thing is I don't want Randall to go for nothing. So yeah, if if we're at the point where it really does not look like both sides are going to be able to come to some sort of an agreement, definitely got to ship him somewhere and get something. And Noel's would be a perfect consolation prize. Yeah, Noel plus plus getting Clarkson's contract yeah, exactly. off the books seems mm-hmm. seems reasonable. Um, okay, last one. We also kind of talked about this already, but uh, Kawhi Leonard. So Lakers receive Kawhi Leonard from the Spurs. And the Spurs receive KCP, Larry Nance Jr., and Kyle Kuzma. All right, that's... Yeah. So KCP makes the makes the math yeah. work, but he's also a good defender mm-hmm. and a good mm-hmm. shooter. So it seems like someone that Pop would would, would like to have like. on the team. Larry Nance definitely seems like a Spurs kind of player, and so do Kuzma. Yeah. I mean, they're the team that has been loudest in saying they were going to draft him yes. if we didn't. Yeah, man, that would it would hurt to see Kuz go, but God, Kawhi Leonard in a Lakers uniform would be so sick. Yeah. So I guess the the question is, if you're Magic and Rob, do you do this deal? 
If the Spurs are down, do you do this deal? Probably. Probably. It would hurt, but you'd probably do it. It's like... Yeah, I say, like, in a heartbeat, you just... You're like, sorry, Kuz, we like you, but you're, this is quite Leonard we're I talking mean, like, about. I, I, think that, I think that all of the normal, you know, like, we have the core of Kuzma, Ingram, and Ball that we're just not going to trade... And then you're like, oh, but what about a top five basketball player? It's like, okay, yeah, 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 okay, yeah, yeah, sure, 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 yeah. So here's the question, though: If Kawhi really wants out, if he's really unhappy, which no one would be able to tell, do you think this is Kawhi Leonard is unhappy? No, no, no but could read that on his face. That's 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 true. That's true. Um, But if we were able to discern that from his uh, mono emotional (laughs) face, um, do you think this would be enough? What else would what else would we have to give up if anything? Um, second round pick. I think a second round pick might sweeten yeah. it. Yeah, I, I don't think of with with okay. that with that lineup because you're really you're giving you're giving two two guys that are locked in on good really good contracts, especially Kuzma's like one of the best contracts in the league. We've talked about this. Um, yeah, that that definitely factors in because you're you're looking at you know, a potential all-star on a, I think, I believe it's a five-year rookie contract. It's like, it doesn't get much better than that. Uh, like, no, no, that's so pretty sweet. At, I, I don't think you need to throw in a first round pick to sweeten that, that deal. If you're, if you're getting those, those styles of contract. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Cool, man. Well, uh, you know, February 8th is just around the corner. So, We'll see. I mean, I think you and I are going to do this again uh, after the mm-hmm. trade deadline just to talk about everything that does or doesn't mm-hmm. happen. Uh, I really don't have a sense right now. It's it, it. I I think the Lakers could could go wild and we could have a very different team uh, a week, you know, uh, nine days from now. I think there's also a chance that they really don't do much. Yeah. And maybe there's some small moves mm-hmm. or a couple things here or there, but really the team looks pretty much the same and it's kind of buckle up for one right. more year of this and hold on for the 2019 yeah. off season. Yeah, I could, I could see it going either way. Uh, the, the thing that, that kind of shocked me into awareness was that uh, Blake Griffin trade. It's like, okay, you know, people are ready to start really moving their superstars uh, and looking towards the future. And now might be a good time to capitalize on some of the worry that people have over the Warriors and their dominance. Because I, I think some teams are like looking at it and like, you know, even if we got somebody good, we're not going to be able to get through that wall. So it's like might as well buckle up and like you're saying, and like wait for a later season. And if, if we're finding teams that are saying, OK, we'll be a contender in three to five years. Those are exactly the teams that we need to talk to because we have all of the pieces that will look really good in three to five years. And so we might be able to snipe a superstar. Yeah. In that regard so yeah yeah hopefully hopefully something happens because uh as much as i like these guys personality wise and as much as i enjoy watching this team the lakers need to start growing and i don't i don't really feel like just yeah. waiting for no no them to keep hitting the gym and getting their shots up it's like no nah, <laughs> really really need to feel like the lakers again so yeah Awesome. Well, I appreciate the the trade powwow. I'm really excited to see if any of these end up playing out, or if any some anything that we could not possibly expect comes down the pipeline. So, looking forward to our post trade di- deadline show. And um, just want to take a quick moment to thank all of our followers, and again remind everybody to subscribe to the pod on iTunes. 
Podbean, Stitcher, many others. And you can check us out at www.lukewaltontalkslakers.com for our RSS feed and links to our social media. And uh, we'll be back after the trade deadline to recap. Uh, Definitely take credit for anything we got right and conveniently forget about everything that we got wrong. TJ McCollum to the Lakers. That's my favorite trade. That that would be so unreal if you called that. So let's fingers crossed, uh, man. Man, I'm holding on to hope. That would be pretty sweet. I think I could maybe get a job at ESPN yeah, if I called I, I that correctly. That. I could see that. I call him up right. and be like, "Hey, Woj, I I I preemptively struck yep. your before your Woj yep. bomb." No, hit. you totally you totally get a contract at ESPN and then get canned <laughs> in the next round of layoffs. Right, right. <laughs> ESPN is gonna end up like having like five people that worked there. You know what? It do, what doesn't make sense to me is like, where does Shams Sharani actually work? Like Yahoo is now part of Oath. I think they they're Dude. like it, like there's been a rebrand, and do they even have a sports section anymore? Like he's just I don't. He apparently is very plugged in, but I, I I don't actually. I'm not aware of the publication that he writes for at this time. I don't know. I'm not quite sure. Maybe maybe everyone will end up just joining the Ringer. One can only hope. I just want to see Zach Lowe on there, man. One can only hope. I know he's been doing stuff lately. With uh, he did he did a, 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 a yours for mine podcast with with oh, Bill Simmons. Awesome. So Simmons went on Low Post. He and then uh, Jalen Rose went on. Oh, really? Bill Simmons podcast. So they're they're starting to they're starting to be a little a little bit of melding again. I think you know they're. I would love to talk about these guys like we know them. That would be great. But we, oh, yeah, I know. sadly, Seriously, sadly, no. we they're complete strangers to yeah. us. Anyway, thanks for joining us on Luke Walton Talks Lakers and uh, talk to you guys next time. Take care, Jay Gill. See ya.